oh, spicy water might be a little too spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you've had one. You've had one sip of a, of a heavily diluted vodka drink. Diluted. Do you, do you think you've gone mad? You didn't see how much I put in. It was like half. Oh dear. But this is very accurately setting us up for what was a very chaotic episode. It was, it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Just Welcome experience. to the Goose Thump and a little bit we normally do at the start. Yeah, hi. Um... <laughs> hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. <laughs> I've been doing alright. Uh, I've just been for a good couple of weeks. Yeah, hi. <laughs> How you doing? I've been watching a lot of Friends recently. Yeah, why? Because uh, my tastes are not actually better than Goosebumps, they're just different. I say. I like to ignore it while I eat. <laughs> it was a chaotic Goosebumps episode, way better than last week. Last week was so boring, and the week before, so boring. Yeah, this one had a lot of stuff going on, not a lot of it made sense. No, it had too much stuff going on, I think, maybe. It was way, way over the top. It was maybe too much plot for the 20 minute episode. Yeah, it was like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It was. Oh, yes. Every single character that only functions to exposition dump. Yeah, every every piece <laughs> of dialogue moved the story forward, but like yeah. directly. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked it along like a can down the street. <laughs> it really did. We, to the extent that, like, I don't. I know the main boy's name, but I don't know anyone. Oh no, hold on. No, I'm completely lying. I can name everyone. Apart from that one friend who was irrelevant. Foz. He wasn't called Foz. He's called Foz. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's another one of those friends. We've had this a few times where, like, the Goosebump character has to have a friend who, like, is there to explain who they are before <laughs> going away. <laughs> Never to be seen again. I don't know if I like... Because they've, they've dabbled with two styles of introducing the main character in the, Goose, in the Goosebumps we've seen so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have. They've had, um... One they have in this episode, which is having a, a friend who shows up, tells the audience who that is, yeah. what the main character is like, and then leaves forever. And the other option is voiceover. And the other option is voiceover, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm not sure which I prefer. I think that it depends on what the plot's going to be. Like, for the for the dog one, absolutely 100% should have been voiceover, and probably was, right? Yeah, because then you would have had to have, like, a friend running along beside him. <laughs> Shouting out. <laughs> Isn't it crazy we're running from these dogs and you're scared of dogs? <laughs> no, I just mean that even for the, like, <laughs> without the running, I think that still suited that episode more. Because he was all inside his head all the time, right? It was. But for things like, um, like the horrible Phantom of the Opera one, having them all be in a cast meeting was, like, fine. Because you do have irrelevant people in the casting. Every Goosebumps episode should start with them running away <laughs> from from the monster of the episode. I thought you were going to say every Goosebumps should start with the cast meeting. Like a behind the scenes type. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like the first five minutes to be, you know, like a bit of a round table about what we're, we're Like when books have yeah. a, like a cast list at the front. Yeah. yeah. I also want there to be a map like some like fantasy books have. Of the one room that we hired yeah, for this episode. <laughs> Here are the scenes you'll see. Is there dimension? No. No. <laughs> I don't speak like that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the actual episode. Yeah, the episode let's do it. proper. Proper. We're outside the magic shop. Can we talk about the title of this episode first? Okay. Because it's horrible. This is Goosebumps episode 23. Bad hair day. But like, and yeah. it's all about magicians and crap, so there's like rabbits everywhere. Yeah, they say they say hair because like it fits into puns better, but they're all rabbits. They're, yeah, you're right. It's Not a single hair rabbit. appears. No. In... But do you know what? What also upset me about this title is what? that they use the same pun as like a line of dialogue for a character, and all the adults in the room laughed and clapped. Yeah, hatred. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite recognise that. So you just mentioned it now. The the metatextual implication. Of, yeah, that's in, what I was talking about, the metatextual implication. Yeah, you put, in, you put in some guys to laugh at the joke you wrote. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. It's too much. Also, what group of adults would have put up with... Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll, <laughs> I'm self-editing because, like... It'll come up. Yeah. We'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we always do, we get to every single nook and cranny of the episode. We spend three hours recording for a 20-minute show that we watch. That's like six hours... <laughs> Six, out, six times as long as the actual content. Mm. 
Well, we're going to need it today because there's, like, even goosebumps. The show felt rushed today. Dude, so we're gonna have, we're gonna keep the pace up, I guess. Yeah. We're we're out front of a magic shop, and two friends walk by. It's Tim and Foz. You like marshmallows? Smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's way too it's smooth. It's very smooth. <laughs> More comfortable. So, it's it feels like, like skin. Yeah, it's fleshy. Yeah. Put it on your mouth. Bite oh. it, don't just lick my marshmallows. Isn't that kind of horrible? It's like a dry tongue. Well, I didn't like that you just said that. My tongue. Okay, yeah, sorry. We're at... It's like Frenching a mummy. We've got... You've watched too many of these episodes. <laughs> we're, we're with the Foms or whatever. And his pal Tim. With Tim, who's our main character, mm. and we've got Foz, who's Foz. the friend. Who doesn't show up again after this scene. Tim's trying to do some like old magic tricks at Foz, and Foz mm. is like, dude, these are these are ancient tricks. Which you gotta get some new tricks, bro. In itself was annoying because all he did was like pick a card. That's the start of thousands of different card tricks. It's so old now. <laughs> you also have David Blaine shit, you know? <laughs> Disappear yeah. the Eiffel Tower. Go on, do it. Live in a box for a month. Is that That's David magic. Blaine or group? But decapitate a pigeon live on air. That'd be fun. That'd that doesn't feel like magic anymore. Play with needles or some shit. Walk on some coal. This is a kid's show. Do you know what else I've just realised? Because I was thinking about something else while you were talking. Tim, the main character boy. Yeah. He's got an annoying face. He does. It's very. It comes. It comes out. His nose is is far in front of his mm. face. He looks like a young Tim Henman. I don't know what Tim Henman looks like. Oh. I'm assuming like an old version of Tim. Well, not massively, face. but they have the same name, so I'm going to just operate on the assumption it's the same boy. You see what I mean? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's the. It's the. It's um, Tim Henman, the magic fan. It's. It's. I think what it is is the. It's the triangle type face. It is the triangle you know, face. Uh, and the same hair as well. Like one of one of Phineas and Ferb has this going on. Phineas. Phineas. Wait, no, hold up. The one with the triangle face. Ferb, I face. know what we're gonna do today. Yeah, yeah. Phineas is the triangle face. Yeah. He's got he's got that going on, but he's a real boy. Yeah. He's a real actual human being. Weasel face. This is bullying a child. Yeah. Well he's not a child anymore. <laughs> You're right. Today, 2021. They're in a magic shop, and it's a rubbish magic shop because it's the 90s and everything was rubbish. I don't know. I would have liked that. It's um... yeah, of course you would have. You like rubbish things. <laughs> Case in point, the goose thump. You like rubbish things. <laughs> <laughs> I like it so much I make my own. Which is about a rubbish thing. Yeah. So they go into the to the magic shop looking for some new tricks. You know, looking for some. Something cool to become great magicians. Well, for Tim to become a, a great magician, Foz yeah. doesn't have, have any any particular ambitions himself. I don't believe. No. Like, but in- importantly, Tim is broke. He shows us the money. He waves money at us while entering the shop, which I assume was not very much money because he was like, "Oh, I'm never gonna afford any cool tricks." It was like two notes. So max, it was two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was that much. I don't think it was that much either. I think That's it was what's like weird about dollars. American money, isn't it? It all looks the same. Magic shop. Wander in. They're like, man, look at all these cool tricks. I wish I had the money for it. Then but they, they meet, don't. It's like... they, call, they call friend, the shop owner. Yeah. He's like, come and look at this this new trick I have. Oh my god. And it's like a small guillotine. And he's like, oh, here are some guillotine facts. Does he say guillotine or you say, say guillotine? guillotine. Oh. I say guillotine. Yeah. Oh yes, the guillotine. It's like And introduces it to children like they've never heard of it. Yeah, it was almost like it was to the audience as well, like in case you've never heard yeah. of the guillotine. And then he followed it with the best description. <laughs> it's the uh, 200 years ago, this was the French equivalent of the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of roundabout, okay. pal. Pardon? Kind of roundabout, buddy. Yeah. Well, I guess this was for an American audience, right? Goosebumps? Yes. I reckon the electric chair is far more like a, a pop culture icon there than, than it is here. Because that seems like a bit of a reach for me. I think it's more like a... Um, more, more of a dulling down of the significance of the guillotine than a, than a hyping up of the electric chair. 
The electric chair is like used in the in the penal system yeah. to punish criminals. Like the guillotine is far more associated with violent revolution and the beheading yes. of like monarchs yeah. and stuff. So yeah, they are ways of killing people, but, but very different flavors. But I still think that's the what I think is true. But yeah. it's more like you won't know. But have you seen if you've seen the bloopers for a series of unfortunate events? If, if I've seen the bloopers for a series of unfortunate yes. events, the, the film. The Jim Carrey film. Yes, One I have seen that. I'm you have that, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like a reach, but I, I <laughs> did have that DVD as a kid, cool. and I did watch those bloopers. Amazing menu, am I right? Oh. All my DVD friends out there know. The menu screen for Lemony Snicket, series of unfortunate events, banging. Anyway, the blooper reel has Jim Carrey doing a series of... And he's Canadian, right? Maybe. Whatever. <laughs> does a series of bits, just like... Fucking around with the throne, yeah, basically. I seem to remember. Yeah, that. and one of them, right? And, Pretending to die. Right, yeah. So he sits in the chair and he's like, "I think you're gonna have to turn it up." And then he like frizzles. I had no idea what that was until I was like sixteen. I had no idea what he was trying to do. You just thought he was being funny. I thought he was being real weird. I was like, "What are they gonna turn up? What are you talking about?" And then he's like yelling. I don't get it. Anyway, those are my thoughts on the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that is how the episode speaks the whole time. <laughs> is the death sentence moral? Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's talk about it for 27 minutes. <laughs> then pivot background somehow. <laughs> so he shows them by uh, chopping up a banana he had to, to ham. Yeah. You know, it's his shop. He can have as many bananas around as he wants. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I'm, sure a, I'm a small business one. owner, and I will have fruits in my establishment. It's okay. I mean, it's part of um, the new managerial class is to lord it over your employees by having a bowl of fruits in your office when they have to work in like garbage fast food restaurants. You know, we're in a McDonald's. We're in a McDonald's, but I've got. I've got a kiwi. <laughs> it's, it's Buddy, quit your job. <laughs> it's warfare is what it is. It's class warfare. Uh... Lording his kiwis <laughs> over me. <laughs> when all I get is fried onions. Yo, this podcast is not your therapy. Okay? <laughs> See a professional. It, this, this podcast is is my therapy and nothing else. No. <laughs> Coming in here with a fruit salad. <laughs> Shut up. He gives this kid a banana and he's like, yo, you want some free tickets to a show as well for no reason. Yeah. Actually, just before we get to that, there okay. is a great like thing. Obviously, in, in case you couldn't tell, he puts his hand in the guillotine. Oh, and pretends yeah. like he's he's lost bit. it. It's yeah. it's a great trick. But these guys <laughs> who have gone into a magic shop have seen this <laughs> fairly basic trick and gone nuts. <laughs> Tim and Foz are like screaming. Foz Foz about to ring the police. An ambulance, but <laughs> no, he's calling the cops. <laughs> Arrest this man for witchcraft. <laughs> His head was gone, and it's back again. <laughs> but yeah, Foss, Foss doesn't nearly call an ambulance for this magic trick guy. And he's like, oh, oh this here, it's 250 And Tim's like, oh man, only 250 He's about to give him like $5. Like, $250. You brainzo. Fucking brainzo. That, to me, I would assume means smart nerd. No, he's a fucking brainzo. Clearly, from context, it means you have no brains. Surprisingly enough, Foz did not go on to act in anything else ever again. Oh, but Tim did? Yeah. Oh. Tim, Tim's still going today. Tim a famous today. tennis player. <laughs> Tim is not still going today. Tim's still going today. That's the indie films. Well, I'm pleased that he's managed to make a living doing what he loves. Good job, pal. I wonder if this kid likes magic. Hopefully. Otherwise, this was a bad one to be casting. Hmm. He does look like a magician. Their magic shop owning friend. We're just like, here's two free tickets to go and see the great Amazo. Who this kid has been talking about the whole time. Yeah. I was going to say something like, it's weird how that old guy gives these kids yeah. some tickets. But I actually, you know what? If, if they visit his shop regularly and 
have struck up a friendship of sorts, and he has two no, it is weird. hanging around. It is weird. I can't see it. Yeah. He's got two MAs over kids, which is, like, I think it's important to say, essentially held in a burlesque pub, middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, it was. Not for children. It's not like, come with me. It was like, yeah, the kids, I've got these freebies. I know you guys love the great Amazos. Here you go. I'm going to go sort out my books. We'll play with the Maybe. till. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's quite the 90s, isn't it? I don't think that, that would happen now. Before the complete destruction of communities in general, it was alright for like just your local business owner to be like, hey, I know you like blank. Here's this thing that I don't want that you might. That's pretty much what happens. The falls is like, oh man, it's at 10pm. I can't go to this. My parents will like... Murder me. Kill me. They'll make me dead. <laughs> like I thought the magician was when he cut his hand off. But then it grew back. It seems like, hmm, how do I get around this? So he's sneaking down the stairs at night to go and see the great Amazo. Which is a rubbish magician name. Just going to say that now. What Amazo? What would you, if you were a magician, what name would you have? Well, I put some thought into it, so I couldn't say immediately, but clearly this guy didn't. If you, if you had to say immediately, what would it be? Magic. And you have an issue with the great Amazo. Yeah, Okay. Okay. So, Timothy, or the... Great Timothy, as he sometimes goes. By. I want people to know that you didn't cut down the amount of time I had to think about the magic. That, yeah. was, that was how quick I came up with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'll make sure to put a note in here. I didn't. I didn't cut out any time. I'm gonna like chop it up a little bit so so you can hear a clunk. So it does sound like time has has elapsed between. No, don't you dare. I'm going to count, like, one frame, so it's, like, no. barely audibly, <laughs> <laughs> like, cut. No. Climbing down the stairs. Yeah. Trying to, trying to sneak out. But who should already be downstairs just hanging around? <laughs> but it's a creepy little sister? Yeah, it's like, eight-year-old sister. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It's 10 p.m. And it looks like everyone's asleep already. Weird. <laughs> Maybe uh, mum and dad are in a different room with the light on. Could be. They could have just gone to gone to bed early. I assume they just didn't want to pay parents to be actors in this. It wasn't super necessary. So it's like, shh, I'm, I'm going to go practice magic tricks in the garage. Good lie. Well thought. Yeah. Sister's not convinced. Instead, of, I would have pushed it. I'm like, no, really, I'm just going to go to the... To the garage, the trick. Clearly, you do not have a little sister. He folds immediately. Because he knows this is a time-sensitive mission. If she decides she smells bullshit, he's not going. Yeah, she blackmails him. The smart thing to do. Here's the here's the tea from someone who has a little sister who's real smart. You think of the lie initially. Yeah, I'm gonna go play magic tricks in the garage or whatever. <laughs> and then when I'm she's gonna like, go play magic tricks. And then she's like, No, you're not. You come up with a lie that would be worse, but not what you're actually doing. So you'd be like, I'm going to go watch porn in the <laughs> in the garage. And then, you know, she believes your lie this time. And in her head, she's like, right, I'm going to get him in real trouble tomorrow. But then, tomorrow when she calls you out, you're like, what? There's no porn in the garage. And there's no porn in the garage. Big brain. What if, what, what if she tries to blackmail her way into the porn watching <laughs> sesh <laughs> in the garage? I'm okay, telling mum unless you take me with you. Porn wouldn't be obviously what you said because you're a child. You'd be like, hey, 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 we're going to a magic show instead. No. That's why you got to pick the like carefully. It's something really boring to, to a little girl. Well, I'm just going to go think about girls in the garage or whatever. Or, you know, draw cars. I don't know. Or draw cars. What's boring to a little girl? I'm going to go and think about my feelings. I don't care about my brother's feelings, you know? Okay. That's what you tell them. I see. But it's something that will be proved wrong tomorrow. Well, I mean, you can't... you got to have two You can't lives. provide proof for... Mum, Dad, Tim was thinking about his feelings in the garage That's not how it would word it. It would be like... And they go out and be like, I can't find any feelings in here at all. <laughs> I think... Where's his journal? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a feeling? That's a car tyre, Dad. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? What about this? It's a lawnmower. <laughs> and these... Hedge clippers. Are you having fun? How many are you going to do? 
was going to start with Chloe. I know, that's why I said that then. Thank you. It's so insane. So that's that decided. Sister's coming. Ginny oh yeah, because that's actually what she did. We didn't say because that was one of her things, but oh. she's like, psych, I'm coming with you, or I'll scream, and then she screamed. Ginny and Tim. Almost blowing the whole operation, sorry. Yeah, she did almost blow the whole operation. They show up to the Madrid Burlesque show, and they get sat right at the front because they're the main characters, and they're surrounded by old people. No one yeah, questions yeah, it. Yeah, like it's like a fairly late night show with yeah. the magician in the back room. <laughs> Everyone's kind of excited. It seems like a nice show. Then the most normal magician in the world shows up yeah. and starts doing the most normal tricks you've ever seen. You've seen all of these tricks, even if you're not that into magic. Yeah, he pulls he pulls a rabbit from a hat. He uh, turns wands into handkerchiefs. Into, into handkerchiefs. There's a lot of handkerchiefs, actually. Yeah. A lot of that going on. Well, they're easily stuffable, aren't they? He, he has a bird in his hand and then he's not and he puts it in a cage and it becomes a rabbit and all the time there's like blaring like <laughs> music yeah. I don't even know how to describe the music in this psychotic carnival? yeah yeah but like a little more experimental than that um, that would lead you to believe so he looks at his rabbit that he's got at the end of that music dies down he's like Hello, audience. Uh, he makes a joke, but the punchline is "Bad Hair Day," which is the title of the, show. Of the episode. Yeah. So that's pretty weird. He's like, "I need a volunteer." Sorry, you say that was pretty good. I'll do it. Me, <laughs> me, the main character. And everyone in the crowd goes nuts. They want, they love it. <laughs> they need an opportunity yeah, to be involved. Yeah, adults going to a magic show. Me, at me, 10 me. Ten a.m. on a ten p.m. on a school night. I mean, they're adults. They probably aren't thinking of this. Um, what, it's 10pm on a school night? Work I'm nights out, are the same. I'm out here seeing the great Amazo. You have to look at your notes to remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but school nights are often work nights as well. No, it's true, but like when you're an adult. But yeah, yeah when you're an adult, you can have a drink as well, so... It's 10pm on a school night right now, we're recording this podcast. I haven't got work tomorrow. Can we, can we turn advertising on this podcast then? No. I want some... No one wants to sponsor us. I want After 8 money. Feed my addiction. Actually, that's not true. People do want to sponsor us, but only in the US. And they want, they refuse to pay out to a bank account that's not on American soil. Curse you, we could Washington. Have, we could have tens of dollars right now. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, a whole six pound? So tens, multiple. Tens of. We'd, we'd have enough between us to go and and have a meal out. Would we actually? What, yeah. like a nice meal out or like a rubbish kebab? We, we couldn't go somewhere really nice. But we yeah, could, we, we could, could go to the Harvester. Oh, we could go, we could go to the Harvester. We could definitely go to the Harvester. Are you kidding me? Change, change distributor. The, this isn't for the audience anymore. This is for you. I, <laughs> I've, I've had a look into it and nobody, nobody wants... Only, only like, there's like two places that want to give us advertising bucks. Who's that? I'm not going to help them podcast and yeah neither of them will, will pay out to um to uk there must be a UK way that uk and... podcasts get money oh yeah from from advertisers but like no uk-based advertisers have taken much of an interest in our program but if they do Ooh. you better believe we'll be rolling in the in the pennies like... we said we could go for food well yeah that was a cumulative over the last seven months of this program so like if we got one tomorrow it would be it would, it would be pennies again. And now that you've put it like that, I'm I'm upset. Start your own podcast. I'm going Make to. your own advertising bucks. <laughs> We're getting way off topic. Way, way <laughs> off topic. You distracted me with money and free food. So yeah, of course Tim gets picked to be the volunteer, because otherwise the show wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. I honestly thought it was gonna be little sister, but go off I guess. Tim's gotta get in a mystery box. <laughs> yep. That's the next thing on my checklist. That's the next <laughs> point we gotta hit. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets in the box after being measured and almost hit like a whack-a-mole. Yeah, he's like, you're too tall. And it, it's such a bad bit of comedy. Well, I don't know that I understood it. I think you're about an inch too tall. Stunned silence from the crowd who weren't expecting 
for a young boy to be picked from the crowd and then brutally told, no, you well, can't be involved. This is extra when I thought the kid, the sister was going to have to go off and get disappeared away and he was going to have to solve it. Yeah, because... <laughs> She's like, shorter. You did point out at the time, I thought it was quite funny, was that it's like, was he... Was he planning to have a child in the audience the whole time? If he was, if that's like the <laughs> yeah, size you have yeah, to be for the Yeah, thank God there were two kids in the audience. <laughs> They're children. The rest of the audience had no chance. I mean, the box was huge. The rest of the audience would have been fine. This this whole measuring bit is just a bit so he can whack out his his giant hammer. He gets out a big comedy hammer and he's like, oh, gonna have to use this. Does he mean to bonk him on the head? Yeah, to bonk him and make him okay. shorter. <laughs> okay. Good. I thought that's he doesn't bonk him, he just, he just hands throws it, it away. To I think it would have been way funnier to hit him on the head with a hammer. <laughs> or to beat the <laughs> child publicly. Well, yeah, but like magic ways. So I thought he was going to make him shorter with it. With magic. What do you mean with magic? I thought the kid was going to get visibly shorter. That would be a cool magic trick. I don't know, I'm not in the magic circle. <laughs> okay. No, no, it was a it was a bad joke. So Tim gets in the box. <laughs> um, Tim gets in the forever box because he, he was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. Get in the box. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't laugh at my jokes. You get in the box. <laughs> Any audience member who dares, <laughs> dares Boomy gets gets in the box. Um, and he starts making some cracks about like it's easy to make somebody disappear but reappear that's the problem and then he makes he make, makes this joke he's like oh uh, if you see a if you see a redheaded kid in a Hawaiian shirt uh, tell him he's got an A in science and his kitten had kittens and his kitten had kittens yeah cat whatever <laughs> fight me and the audience is like ha 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 I get it he's lost the child yeah who, uh, he was recklessly endangering this boy in the box. Funny. Funny. Child endangerment is very funny. And he spins the magic box as fast as he possibly can. And uh, Tim falls out the bottom onto some mattresses. Yeah. That's how that goes. The classic falling through the floor magic. Yeah. Lots of magic entails just falling through to the falling through the floor into you know, more like, floor. Yeah. Or, or boxes, or like a sack of flour, or a sack of flour. Yeah. Then up on stage, uh, a redheaded, Hawaiian-shirted kid comes out of the box. Yeah. He's you know. smiling, like, oh, what am I like? Ha ha! Funny time. Which means the the great Amazo just has a little a little kid around that he just yeah takes places like a little um. Maybe it's his son. Imagine if that was your life. How awful. I mean, that kid doesn't come back up, so I can only imagine it isn't. It's, it's just uh, the theatre hired in one little goo- dude, one little guy. The burlesque theatre, <laughs> looking for young red-headed boy <laughs> to be He doesn't have to be red-headed, he just has to put on a Hawaiian shirt, because then the guy can be like, oh, if you see a black-haired kid with Hawaiian shirt on. Okay. A burlesque theatre, looking for young boy <laughs> to be in... Performance, <laughs> quite on. Must bring own Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be good at that. Pretty sketch. You wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts, and you go to sketch places. Those are two things I do do. Do do. <laughs> we're falling through the hole. We're yelling. We're screaming. There's green lights everywhere. Let, let, I'm screaming for help. I'm begging for help. This is not a dance. Let me out. Let me out. I said. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We don't stoop. <laughs> To Rick and Morty references. (laughs) All Rick and Morty adjacent references. (laughs) Tangents. Sometimes allowable. That's Um, all that was. And he's like, no. He's in the basement. He's like, the door won't let me out. So he starts throwing cards into hats. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I guess I'm just stuck here now. Mm. And he's like, picks up a cut. Starts immediately messing with Amazo's stuff. This is all we could do as well. Yeah. We're passing the time by throwing cards into a hat. We cut, and there's like two hats and loads of cards everywhere. It's been, you know, a, it's been a while. And he hears the great Amazo finishing up upstairs. You know, oh, thanks for coming, everybody. Oh. And this little kid's like, boo, I didn't get to watch it. And... 
I saw none of this because I was locked downstairs. Yeah. So the door to the room opens and Colin Mockery from these ones are anyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a dated reference of a man at this point. It's like, hey kid. Uh, yes, it's that way. Get out of here. But like in a creepy way. Yeah. But this character never came back either. No, no, it was just, it was just, a, it was just a cameo. Because yeah. apparently, looking it up, Colin Mockery really wants magic and he just wanted to be in this in this kid show with magic in it. It's not a good enough reason, though, is it? I mean, I presumably wasn't a big fan of Goosebumps going in. Well, he should have been. If he was a big fan of Goosebumps and magic, ideal, get him on. But a bit cringe to be on Goosebumps, isn't it? Which <laughs> do you mean it was a bit cringe? A bit cringe. Yeah, I, I actually said that last episode, like, the only. The only big get Goosebumps I forgot was Adam West, but like it's very You're nice. Wrong. Very nice episode. Because I recognise this guy and I know who he is, and I did not recognise Adam West. Adam West is is more famous. Yeah, but so, improv is way cooler than superheroes. Tim goes looking around. He's like in the basement of a burlesque house. He's looking for something interesting to to happen. Yeah, wants to see something cool. Finds the dressing room with the great Amazo. Amazo. He wanders in, he's like, Oh, Amazo, I really love your work. And Amazo calls back from off screen somewhere. Shut up, kid. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> you smell bad. Please get on out. And Tim's like, Man, my feelings are hurt. <laughs> Time to leave. Time to commit crimes. But what's this here? <laughs> it's Amazo's bag of tricks. And doesn't it look. So stealable. <laughs> so he's like, yep, that's mine. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> and he does. He just steals his bag of tricks. Rubbish. He's wandering out of the thing. And somebody's already, has also let his eight-year-old sister just have free reign of the burlesque <laughs> house. And she's just like wandering around downstairs also. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, Tim, how's it going? We go home now. <laughs> I'm telling mum on you. I'm telling mum on you. Which she says at the end of every sentence, regardless of <laughs> what the content of the sentence was. Yeah. So good to see you on Telemoney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim's like, oh, never, never meet your idols is basically what he says. The Amazo is such a dick. But look, I jacked all his gear. <laughs> Jenny's like, let me see. Let me see it. Go on. Show me. Show me the gear. I've just stolen this. <laughs> I'm in the process three... <laughs> of stealing it. It's still in the building. <laughs> I've not quite stolen it yet. Why don't we get home first? I'm telling mum, look. Ginny. Jenny. It, it's Ginny. Like Americans can't speak. Yeah, no, I, I thought Jenny also, but then I looked at their name. Jenny. 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 Look, let me finish the crime before <laughs> we, we enjoy it. Jenny seems to see the logic in this mm. at some point. But like, okay, fine. Cut to the next morning. And they're just messing around with the magic kit that they've stolen. <laughs> they've appropriated. Yeah. Oh, there's all wands in here. Wait, hold on. Did this kid just walk out the front door of the place holding a Mezo's suitcase with a Mezo written on the side? Back door. Oh, okay. There's no security guards there. Uh, presumably not. He managed to get up. He somehow steals it and has it in his garage the next morning. So he does end up playing with magic tricks. So he wasn't entirely lying to his sister. So they're hanging around, like, playing with the with the new tricks. He's got, like, a jacket which has a snake in the arm. That's so lifelike. It wasn't. Rubbish. <laughs> I like that we came up with the same word for, for what That's, it was. That's exactly what it was. Rubbish. Rubbish. Also, look at this garbage. <laughs> it's I, the great garbageio. <laughs> no, I'm rescinding my laugh on that. You didn't deserve it. Cause What's wrong with the great garbageio? Because you're rubbish. <laughs> you're, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. And the little, little, little girl is like, oh, ho, oh, oh. A curtain. What happens if I left it above my head? Oh, I'm gone now. Bye bye. Seems like, oh, that's a disappearing curtain. So like, you you put it put it up in front of you. 
and you drop it and you're gone. And she does that and she goes, <laughs> goodbye. <The end>. <laughs> She's turned into some sort of rabbit creature, not a hare. Not a hare. Not a hare. Notably not a hare. Absolutely not a hare. It's an albino rabbit. Albino? Yeah. Albino with the white rabbit. No. There's a white rabbit on the floor where my sister used to be, and then it speaks like some kind of Boston stereotype. He's he's like a (laughs) he's like a he's like a gangster. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I'm talking to you. (laughs) I'm hopping here. I'm El Sydney. The magician. That's the worst magician name. El Sydney. El Sydney. It makes no sense. It's a very confused <laughs> character. Where are you from? El Sydney. Are you from Australia, Mexico, or America? Seems <laughs> like, oh shit, I've replaced my sister with a talking <laughs> rabbit. I, I gotta get my sister back and then sort out this rabbit business. <laughs> That's what the title should have been. <laughs> El Sidney won't stop talking. He's he's got the he's making jokes left, and right, honestly, and centre. This was great. I don't normally like any part of Goosebumps, but the, the just the camera angle, like oh, I can't describe it without sounding like a nerd. But the the sudden, like the camera was very fast the whole time, moving around the place. But sudden close-ups of a rabbit, like, staring down the lens, saying something like, my wand was stolen by an evil wizard. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, and he, yeah, and he doesn't shut up, you're right. And it's very well done, I find it very funny. What I, what I liked about this, and I did, I truly liked it, not the, like, dumb, we're talking about goosebumps. Yeah. um, Need to make up garbage, in a way. (laughs) It happens surprisingly often in film that you need to have an animal that talks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time they'll either futz around with the footage of like an animal just like chewing or barking or whatever. That's exactly it... what they tried to do here. They just did it badly. Did they? Yes. There were often times when it said a word and then like half a second later its mouth would twitch open. Okay, they failed so badly <laughs> you couldn't even recognise that that was what was going on. <laughs> Even worse, they'll like, like try and move the mouth digitally, and like that's that's weird, that's bad. I don't like that. Yeah. For this one, they just did close-ups and like lighting to give the impression of the animal. <laughs> it was all feeling, it was all affect. I just realised what it reminded me of. What? It's when we tried to make a cup of milk talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same it shot. Is. It is. That's why we liked it. <laughs> Because it is provably, demonstrably what we would have done. <laughs> we had the... It was even a white rabbit. It looked exactly the same. We had oh a dark room. We really harshly lit a, a carton of milk. And, and then, then we, we just did, did quick cuts to... We like, did yeah. really quick cuts to it and we did a horrible voiceover. Which is exactly what they've done on the Goosebumps. It was great. It was hilarious. I completely forgot we'd done that milk thing. Strong recommend for this episode of Goosebumps just to see what we're talking about with the rabbit. Because honestly, I'm surprised that they're not like reaction gifts already of this rabbit. (laughs) Oh, there were some great lines. There were. I wish we'd written them down. Written some of them down. I I, I have. I've written two, and they'll come up as they uh, get there. Okay. As they come around. So Tim's freaking out. As El El Sydney gives him gives him his story, El Sydney's like so quick. It's a huge exposition dump again. <laughs> spends like forty five seconds describing <laughs> exactly what happened to him. I'm El Sydney. I was a young boy who was a, <laughs> who was exactly like you, and I met the great Amazo and he stole my tricks, and also he made me into a rabbit and stole my magic wand. But it was real magic, mind you. And they just dropped this one in here, like. Yeah, the great Amazo is an illusionist, but also additionally on top. <laughs> a wizard. A wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and so was El Sydney back in the day before he was made into a rabbit. Yeah. So they come to an agreement of sorts. Tim wants his sister back, and El Sydney wants to be a man and have a wand. So they. <laughs> you just say a wife. He wants to be wed. <laughs> 
So I'll get you your sister back if when she comes of age marry she marries me. Yuck. I want a one. And Tim's like, I want a sister. <laughs> better be better be. So they're like, okay, we've got to get the one first because then we can do both of those things. <laughs> Time to go back to the theatre where Great Amazo was and find the one. So he over- so they're like going around the place looking at all of his tricks. Like, oh, look, he's got the, the shoving the swords through the people one. He's got the moving stuff one. He's got all, like, the standard suite of tricks a stage magician might have. And he opens a little cupboard door and, like, 50 wands fall out. And he starts playing with the wands. They taught this kid actor to do one trick and they made him do it eight <laughs> times. <laughs> so El Sidney the Rabbit is like, hey, you got to find the... You've got to find the right wand. <laughs> you've got to find it. You've got to turn me back into a real boy. Where am I from? <laughs> I'm like Tommy Wiseau. I'm from the bayou. <laughs> the bayou. <laughs> so I think it's like Tommy Wiseau who said it. So the bayou. Okay. The bayou. He's from and that maybe, same bit of maybe Polish. <laughs> He's from that same bit of Polish. So the first one he picks up, he goes, Alakazam! And it turns into a clock. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up the second one, he goes, Alakazam! And it turns into a napkin. He says abracadabra the first time. He changes up the oh. word he uses every time for some reason. Abracadabra! And it turns into, like, a neckerchief. And then he does this... All day, I guess. <laughs> He's at least like 30 times. <laughs> like 30 times in a montage. Yeah. So eventually he goes, uh, Geronimo! And um, and the one doesn't do anything. And the rabbit's like, You found it! <laughs> <laughs> do you think if it said it's... any old word that, like, if, if he'd done like spaghetti on the first one, it'd done nothing because that's not a magic spaghetti. word. Would the rabbit have been like, You found it! <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I do not get the impression the rabbit knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Minestrone, you found it. <laughs> Save the village. <laughs> Dude, my boy, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Holding now a cylinder of wood. You gotta turn me back into a real man. I hope Put me that... in the coffin. I hope... <laughs> yeah, big move. But I also hope that, that the the crew, crew guys didn't tell the actor boy which one was which and they all just literally fell out and he couldn't identify them so that he had to actually go through <laughs> and see if they would work. The directors were standing behind the camera, arms folded. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Another one. And then the rabbit missed its lines. They had to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, flubbed it a little bit. Like, you fuck. <laughs> oh, that, that rabbit screamed fuck energy. Like, I believe that that rabbit swears like a sailor. <laughs> yeah, because it's on like kids' TV today. Yeah. Sorry. So they put the rabbit in the coffin because he becomes a real boy and other sentences on the goose. Well, no. You're not getting in the coffin, rabbit, oh, yeah. until I get my sister back. He's like, eh, whatever. You gotta get the the curtain back up and better, better, better being better ever. <laughs> and the sister's back. Great. Cool. I'm telling mum on you. Yeah, she, she appears <laughs> back into reality after being missing for some time. She's like, I'm telling mum and then just walks off. Never to like, be seen again. Yeah, bye. I assume you just walked home alone. Kid. <laughs> Have fun with that, I guess. Forget about his sister. We don't need her. I'm gonna be a real boy. And I'm gonna make you a star. And I've been looking for a kid like you in my act. What am I? What is my voice? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, um, El Sydney, the rabbit. I'll put you in the coffin and send you into a real boy and then... We can be magic partners. I'd have negotiated before I'd done this. I'd have been like, right, I want 50%. This kid's like 11. You're right, yeah, okay, maybe not. This 
be on stage. He just wants to be on stage. And he can do that if he brings this rabbit man. And to be fair, he does get the terms of the agreement. He's like, seven shows a week, two on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's just El Sidney sh- shouting at him. As a rabbit. So he's, Sidney's in the coffin, like, going, <laughs> smashing around, becoming a man. <laughs> when the great Amazo shows up. Oh. And in about 40 seconds, <laughs> delivers all of the information you need for, for the twist of the show. Oh, hey, you're that kid from the other show. Oh, I didn't see you after the show last night. No, that wasn't me in my dressing room talking to you. It must have been that evil rabbit I have. <laughs> oh, you found my my magic kit. And then Tim's like, oh, I've been, I've just been looking through it. He's like, I hope you didn't touch my rabbit. He's a tricky one. <laughs> He's an evil magician. That I... <laughs> He's a magician. I turned into a rabbit. Just straight up. No... <laughs> Not even pretending like like anything else is going on. He's just straight up about it. Like, don't... how did Amazo decide he was evil? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, it Seems like a pretty heavy sentence to pay for without uh without a judge and jury. Yeah, he just he took it upon himself to turn this bloke into a rabbit. <laughs> in whatever case, we don't know what else Sydney's done to deserve this. <laughs> the great Amazo's word on. Didn't let him out, did you? Um, maybe. <laughs> and then El Sidney jumps out of the coffin. He doesn't jump, he flies. He does, he flies <laughs> out of the coffin. Because he's a bird now. And he's got a magic wand. It's like, ha ha ha. El Sidney is, I think, uh, a white guy pretending to be um, mm, kind of Mexican, but I think specifically like like a mariachi guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like he's he's like from New York or something. It's like to me, El Sydney. It's it's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit cultural appropriation. y Yeah, it's not good. Also, he's mad enough to just kind it's of crazy. like yeah. it's just surreal, bizarre. This balding guy in his like mid thirties. Me, El Sydney, and he carries on like, yes, I am an evil magician, but you turned me into a rabbit, and that was <laughs> was not very cool of you. That was no bueno, por favor. Then he, he cast like a a fart gas spell. <laughs> it's clearly a Petrificus Totalis. Yeah, one of them. And he puts it all over the Great Amazo and he's like, oh, I can't move. And also it smells bad. Well, it's in Goosebumps Green. It's smelly. <laughs> yeah, every time he uses the wand, it makes a farting noise. It's like, I'm going to get revenge on you by turning you into a rabbit now. Reversal. I'm the real magician. You're a rabbit guy. I hated eating lettuce with no ranch. What's ranch? I don't. I don't even know what's in a ranch. Well, yeah, this is one one of those things that I'm like. "Mm." I like a ranch. I don't know what it is, but I like it. So El Sydney's like. (laughs) There are so many big images in this episode that you have to use as the. Yeah, yeah, we had a very small images recently. We need large ones. You've got, so you've got even even El Sydney as a man would be quite a big one, but I think definitely he's El got, Sydney as a rabbit is where it's going to He moves, he, he's embodying both like Bugs Bunny and mm. like Cats and Jack Sparrow in his movements. Yeah. Even as a bunny, he was speaking like Bugs Bunny. He's like, wabbit. There's a little bit of that, but like he didn't really commit. He so. did um, so the, the the was he was more interested in being like hey <laughs> Tim's like I gotta go to the dentist now bye well, he, he tries to make his excuses and leave mm. and I'll he's like hey partner buddy my new assistant friend <laughs> we still we got a deal you're gonna be my assistant and Tim's like wow. Am I? Mm. Yeah, watch this. El Sydney brings up the wand to do the real magic. And Tim looks up at it like, ah, and closes his eyes like he's about to enter bliss. Yeah, Tim's like, make me a star. (laughs) (laughs) He cuts, and it's El Sydney on the same burlesque theatre, making awful jokes to a packed out room crowd. He's like, this kid is the guillotine. Used to be like the electric chair for Americans, and here's, <laughs> and here's my wabbits. Let's see what happens if I decapitate two rabbits. Wabbits. I'd be splitting hairs. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 I didn't like that. <laughs> Put him away and never let him out. He he's about to chop the heads off two hares and a uh, rabbit, and everyone's like, "Yeah, do it." No, they're like, mm. <laughs> everyone's like, mm. <laughs> doubt. I'm not sure how I feel about this. But luckily, then the rabbits starts talking to each other. Yeah, amazing. I was like, "Don't worry, Tim. I'm gonna get us out of here somehow." Mm. And Tim's like, "Are you kidding? I'm a star." The end. The actual end. That's where it stopped. Yeah, that was the end of the episode. Followed by some incredibly high energy theme music. Yeah, they kept it going. Mm. The awful music from within the show into the um, which is unusual, right? Because normally they they just completely don't care about the closing theme because it's exactly the same as the opening one, even with the dog whiffs and everything. Yeah, this this one was special. It was a special one. It was worth listening to. Do you have any any remarks? Any thoughts on the themes? I liked this one. I did too. I I I liked it. Liked Muppet. Like, it didn't annoy me like most episodes do. But. I think the rabbit thing was pretty funny. Yeah. The episode wasn't particularly cohesive. It didn't tell a good story, but, like, yeah. it was Sometimes enough. you just want to laugh at an overly intense one. It was enough to make an episode of this, and that's all I ever ask of an episode of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's time to end this. Yeah, I, th- I don't know how you're going to get a good ending out of this, though, because we've been chatting nonsense, like, boring nonsense for a while. That we was the some... entire show. We need some good rounding off remarks. Like what? What magic tricks can you do? I can't do any magic tricks. What magic tricks can you do? I can do several magic tricks. Describe one to our audience. I'm pretty good with the cups and balls. What do you do with cups and balls? I can make balls disappear. Into cups? Or just, like, do you swallow them? What do you do? I'm not gonna... Well, no, the cups are involved. But I'm not gonna reveal how a magician does his tricks. That's what's always so rough about talking about magic. If you're not physically looking at a magic trick being performed, you can't describe it. Yeah, it doesn't make right. sense. And if you describe it and explain it, then it's rubbish. Thank you. Bye. I mean, thanks. Cool. Do some, learn some magic. If you are in the magic circle, write and tell us, because we'll think it's cool. <laughs> uh, send us a video of you doing a magic trick. And we'll review it audibly. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll like... Watch it, review it, collate we'll it. We'll do a, po- a podcast episode And then I'll it. throw it in the bin. No, we'll release it on our Patreon. It. Yes. That we don't have. See you on Patreon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.